0: Stay up to date on the Green and Gold All Off season. The Green and Gold Fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Luxury stay, elite play, unwind in sophisticated comfort. Win big, dine, and experience the events in Milwaukee. <laughs>
1: Don in South Carolina on Twitter at Wildy and Tausch. Does anyone else find it interesting Jesse was able to find and purchase a house faster than Jason was able to find a couch?
2: That doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) Like, not even a little bit. I don't think Wilde's ever getting a couch. That's, I mean, it's been six years, but that's a whole other conversation for another topic. Uh, Or is
1: it a conversation for right now? Look who it is joining us on the Old National Bank talk and text line Old National Bank. Get old. 844 770 3776. It is the star of Wilde and Tausch. Besides Tausch, Jason Wilde. Good morning, Jason.
0: Good morning, boys. Jesse, congratulations on the house, and thanks for filling in for me today so I could get Maddie off to her Milwaukee Ballet summer intensive program for opening day, so I appreciate that. We listened to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on the way down, and then we listened to you guys, so congratulations on the house, but Strofe <laughs> Tell, remind everyone, before Jesse finally went to break, what was the last thing you said?
1: I'm very sick of NFC North titles, Jason.
0: And that was the point of our discussion. It Look, Tausch is right. They're going to win the division. And if Rodgers were to miss time with some sort of injury, they probably would still win the division. I don't think anybody's disputing that, but... All the conversations we have all the time are, it's about Super Bowls. And they haven't been back since 2010. And Tausch just said it, uh, that he's talking about the regular season. He's not predicting the playoffs. The concern that Gabe and Alex Strofe have is, are they going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl? and I think there's a chance they take a step back from last season and they don't win as many games, and they're not the number one seed. But as I've said many times, they could be the team that you want no part of when it gets to December and January because they're finally firing on all cylinders. And that apparently left both Gabe and Strofe Nervous about where this season will eventually end up. Okay.
2: So we weren't besmirching you. We had the, the reporting that Strophy and Jesse, who listened to the show, was accurate. And I've said you are concerned and you also think and I'm not putting words in your mouth, that this this defense is overhyped a little bit, and we don't know if they're going to be markedly better. That's where you and I disagree. I think this defense will be markedly better when you take in all of the new additions and who they've kept and who they let walk out the building. And I'm not saying they're going to be better in the postseason because we don't know. But this division's gotten worse, right. and I don't think the Green Bay Packers have slipped. I don't think just because Devontae walked out, that doesn't mean, yes, in me, initially it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle, but you don't know if the offense is going to be more or less productive than what it was. You're going to say, right now it is, but that doesn't mean that's what's going to look like in November or December.
0: Yeah. I I think my attitude about their offense is that they're going to spend more time finding themselves than they have in past seasons. And yes, they scored three points and got blown out in last year's opener, but I think it's going to take them some time to figure out how run oriented do we want to be? To what degree do we want to have the young wide receivers be involved in the passing game? How much are we going to throw the ball to the running backs on checkdowns and and, design plays. I just think it's going to take them a while to find themselves. And that's what I said. You know, we went kind of position by position during the two hours we did at Summerfest. And, and my point about the defense is not that they're not capable of turning out to be a really good defense. I just think people are talking them up to such a high degree without a lot of evidence that, and with a few question marks that I just don't think it's warranted yet. I, I'm not saying that they won't turn out to be that, but I just think it's people that want to be ahead of the curve. You know, Mina Times putting them second in the league behind the Bills. I just don't think they warrant that level of hype. I think they have great depth at corner. No one's disputing that. But how do you feel about their outside linebacker depth? I, I don't think you should feel very good about it. How do you feel about... Uh, their safety play and what to expect there. Again, I don't feel like you should feel that great about it. So I, I just think that there's reason to be a little bit nervous about All right, so you, if you're betting right now,
2: are you going to bet that this defense is better than what it was last year?
0: Yeah, but but the, my question, Tausch, is how much better? Do you think they're a top three defense?
2: Mm. No. Top ten.
0: All. I top mean, 10. I, do, I, do I? I top think they're five. top ten. Yeah, and last year, last Seven. year tied for thirteenth <laughs> in scoring defense, tied for thirteenth in scoring defense, ninth in yardage. Okay, the exact same rankings they had with Mike Patton in his final year. They got more turnovers, but that was the difference. Otherwise, they were essentially the same defense statistically. Is Razul Douglas going to be able to do what he did last year? Is Devondre Campbell, who at every turn on social media wants to remind everyone that he's legit, is he going to have a first-team all-pro season like he did last year? Because those rankings that I know you guys want to get to later in the show from all the conversations that Jeremy Fowler had with executives didn't have him in the top ten of off-the-ball linebackers. And Devondre Campbell was picked about that. And so, are those two players who were so vital to how good they were last year going to be as good, if not better? Is Preston Smith going to avoid the every even year I'm not very good curse? Is Rashawn Gary going to make the jump to elite that I think he still needs to go a little further to make? What if one of those two gets hurt? Is Tepa Nalier really a starting outside linebacker in this league? Like, I just think that for a group that still has some questions, to be talking about them as the number two defense in the league is premature. And it's a little bit too much hype for me. That's all.
2: Uh, And do you think that from our standpoint, especially me, I am on the opposite end of that. uh, Your concerns at outside linebacker are fair. Preston Smith... Do I feel awesome about putting all my eggs in his basket? He doesn't miss games, but he's been up and down. He's True. been good one year. He's not been, and he's fighting to keep his job. Rashad Gary is a beast. I think he is coming on and is only going to continue to get better. But is this all stemming from the fact that they played so well in that postseason game, and that's the last mark that this team has had on the defensive side of the ball?
0: I, so I think two things, and, and I have to give credit to Gabe, who was nice enough to join us after he did uh, his fill-in work on ESPN Radio nationally on Darian this is He made this point, I thought it was a very astute one. He thinks that there are two things that people have taken from that playoff game and taken it to an extreme how well the defense played against a Jimmy Garoppolo-led, not very good offense, and that final play where Alan Lazard was open and Rodgers threw it to Adams instead. They've taken it to say, A, this defense is going to be out of this world, and B, it's a good thing that Devontae's moved on because that's all Rodgers does is locks in on Devontae Adams. And those two last, everyone, and we know this about everything in life, right? That final impression that you make is what sticks with everyone. Well, those are the two final impressions, along with a crappy special teams unit, which was crappy all year. Those are the final impressions that you take from 2021 into this season, and maybe they turn out to be right, and maybe Rodgers does have a much more diverse uh, pass-catching group. today. De- he has no choice but to have that. And maybe the defense, that was a foreshadowing of how good they're going to be this year. But I do think that people have put too much stock into both of those things that occurred in the final game of the season.
1: Jason Wildy joining us on Wildy and Tausch. He's not on the show except for that one segment today. Uh, he was on the State of the uh, Packers We can maybe show besmirch him a little
2: bit more, and maybe he'll jump back on Yeah, later. let's just keep talking about We'll just keep going. Him. What strophe? Uh, other things strofe? Breadcrumbs Breadcrumbs lead. He said breadcrumbs leading that you believe Julio Jones or another veteran wideout is going to be in camp. I said, is that reporting or Jason guessing? What is it?
0: Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard you. It's uh, it's guessing. It's definitely guessing. That's not reporting, but okay. Guessing.
2: That's not reportage.
0: The thing I'm curious. The, the yeah, it's not. No doubt, it's not. The, the question that I have, and you guys can debate this if you'd like, is: Are we going to get a few weeks into training camp, and Brian Gutekunst is going to be standing on the sideline, the opposite side from us reporters, because unlike Ron Wolf, he's not going to stand with us. But is he going to stand there, and is he going to watch? Romeo Dobbs and Samari Touré and Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins and say, you know what, we don't have enough. Juwan Winfrey has not taken a huge step forward. Alan Lazard looks okay. Cobb is Cobb, but we don't have enough of wide receiver. And I'm going to call Julio's agent or Will Fuller's agent or whoever is still in their homes a few weeks into training camp. Is it possible that he is going to watch those first couple of weeks of practices and say, you know what? We're not deep enough there. We don't have enough proven commodities. We can't rely on these rookies as much as I want to and make some calls. That was what I said to Strofe. And again, as we have been saying on this show for a long time, if you are Julio Jones and you want to play in the NFL this year, then there is no better place for you to go. There's no better opportunity. There's no better available quarterback. There's no team that runs the offense that you've played in largely. Uh, no head coach that you played for other than Kyle Shanahan, other than Matt LaFleur. There is a great situation if you want to keep playing at age 35. Green Bay is a great place for you, and you could be pretty darn productive with the four-time MVP and Matt LaFleur's offense. But it's up to him whether or not he actually wants to play or not. And I don't know what he what his goals are for this season.
1: Hear more breadcrumbs like that by listening to the podcast of the State of the Packers on Wisconsin on Demand and wherever you get your pod. That was at Summerfest, Jason. What'd you do after the show? Did you hang out? Go see any shows? Like hide in a corner? What'd you do at Summerfest?
0: Yeah, as as Tausch, uh, pointed out, I enjoy. I don't really enjoy people telling me how great I am, which did not occur, by the way. Yes, it uh, did. Oh, is he being by fake? Said, there's nothing humble. worse
2: than fake humbleness Don't be fake humble Jason
0: no no you know who the people you know who the people were that came up to the booth there was a guy that leaned his head into our box of food from major <laughs> Goolsby's. there was a guy that walked up while we were in the middle of talking and asked you guys got any can koozies? <laughs> Uh, there was a guy, that, there was a woman who came up that thought we were a food stand and we were serving food, and she, oh, you guys oh, are just on the way. What radio. kind of food would
2: that be? Yeah. Interesting, what you'd serve at ESPN. That would be... <laughs>
1: Dipping <and> dots. <laughs> okay. Ballpark I, fair, I would think. Ice cream of the future.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, no, but we did We did walk around. We did not stay for Sister Hazel at 4 p.m., but we, uh, the girls and Paula rode the sky glider they had a great time during the show and then we spent a little time down there but I, it was great to get out of the basement Alex Stroff is a rising star on our team he did a great job except wow. for that one segment at the start where he didn't know how to connect his microphone
1: yeah that was rough well, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> trophy I missed that. Yeah, that on Wisconsin On Demand <laughs> uh, Jason thank you very much for joining us we'll catch up about neighbors and new home projects tomorrow thanks a bunch
0: All right, boys, take care, be good, and have a good show.
1: Thank you, Jason. Jason Wilde joining his own show on Wilde and Tausch here on ESPN Wisconsin. Uh, We'll recap a little bit of what Jason says, maybe even have time for a Tausch Tennis Minute. Wimbledon, baby.
0: That's next on Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you.
1: on this edition of Wildy and Tausch. Special thanks to Jason Wilde joining us last segment. If you missed it, find the full podcast as well as the State of the Packers show with Jason, Gabe Neitzel, and today's producer Alex Strofe at Summerfest over the weekend on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Is it Mears? he
2: a lot more opinionated when he's a guest?
1: Yeah, maybe we should have him do a segment. I almost we
2: should do where he's the guest. He's throwing takes out. He's putting this out. He's not hedging. Like It was like a whole different Jason Wilde. When he was just a guest on here. Reactor Wildey's a good a good Wildey. Yeah. Uh, that's a
1: good Wildey. I will give you... So when, when Tier 1 Tyler and I go to trivia every week on Tuesdays, which we're going to have to get back to in a few weeks after uh, his exciting God. Can games. you just call him Tyler? Can you please no, just I call him like Tyler. T- When you're at tier one or By you the, the way, he's one. my uh, tier
2: one Of your friends yes, too Yes, yes, yes um, So they always give you A free answer In fairness I don't think I know Any of the other people you, But
1: <laughs> you, you, you log on to the website And they give you A free answer ahead of time I will tell you this Tausch There will be a Where's Wildy clip Later this week From Jason's Phone appearance And I will Wildy guarantee
2: you I get that one right I hope you do I'm Joe Namathan And in it
1: And yeah. after you do You can celebrate With a coors life. Toast to a great performance of Where's Wilding.
2: Oh, our Little League team won a championship. You know I cracked a Coors late when I got home last night. I with the three-step cold process. Cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it is made to chill. Extra inning. Just a grinder last night. Finished late. The mountains, I made sure they were blue because I needed my Coors Light to be chilled to perfection. It's always Coors Light in my hand when I need a moment to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company out there in beautiful, snow-capped, golden
1: Colorado. The State of the Packers conversation took us away from finding out that Aaron Rodgers is very highly ranked according to League executives and other people that are not pro football focused. Heading into twenty twenty two, we will talk about where Aaron Rodgers ranks among NFL quarterbacks according
0: to people whose opinions matter. Next, in two minutes on Wilde and Tash.